0: Happy Tag Tuesday. Good afternoon. Good, good <laughs> or morning. Or good morning, good night. depending <laughs> on
1: where you are.
0: <laughs> I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're Two Average Girls. We're glad you're joining us. Uh, we're still on vacation. It's week two, but we're glad you've stuck with us because we have another terrific podcast that we're going to share with you today. It's, I mean, we are going, we're going way back. This is from episode 11. One of our very first guests, oh my Janine gosh. Rabb. Janine Rabb uh the name of her podcast was the title was i wasn't going to let his leaving define my life which is was an integral part of of her podcast and and the interview that we did with her that's a that's a major part of like her reinventing herself was getting divorced and sort of how that whole thing went but it's one of our most downloaded podcasts because she talks about uh is it pizza sunday yes
1: Pizza Monday. Pizza, Pizza
0: Monday. That I Pizza was off Monday. Monday. She talks about Pizza Monday, and that inspired like a whole bunch of other podcasts that we did following that because we had such an enormous response.
1: Yes. Janine is a good friend of mine um, from way back, and what I learned from Janine, she's taught me a lot. And she does a blog, and she's an avid traveler. And she talks about her her exploits of traveling on the podcast, but I just was watching or reading a blog that she just put out recently and it was so she travels by herself and she is so brave. I mean that sounds a little dramatic but I don't know if I would have it within myself to just get up and go to Europe by myself or go to the Napa Valley by myself. She just is such an explorer. She is a she is such a good example of a strong woman She survived a divorce, but not only survived it, left it left this part of her life with dignity. And she just talks about being hard, but also figuring it out. And so her pizza Mondays are such a good reminder that it all really boils down to spending time with the family Mm -hmm. and making that a priority. And I just loved it. So I think you're all gonna really enjoy it. I know we did. I just re listened to it and I just, it made me feel warm inside because I just love her so much.
0: Yeah, it's good advice. It's good life advice. And she is, like you said, she's really brave, which is hard to do sort of later in life, you know, and I think she just really, she, it's one of my favorite. And it's also one of the listeners favorites because it's one of the most downloaded podcasts we have. So here is episode number 11. I wasn't going to let his leaving define my life. This is Janine Rabb.
2: Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Happy Tuesday for <laughs> tagging. <laughs> Tag Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, we're pretty. I'm pretty excited. Me too. I know. It, this is going to be a good one. We have somebody that I have wanted to talk to ever since we started talking about doing a pod. I thought about my interesting friends because, you know, we're two average girls with not so average friends. <laughs> Correct. And Janine's name was one on the top of my list. And she's, she's saying, she's giving me the look like, please, but it's true. And so welcome, Janine Rabb. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. We're glad you could make it. Um, One of the reasons that I wanted Janine here is because when I grow up, I want to be Janine.
3: I'm not that much older than her.
2: (laughs) No, it was really just (laughs) saying you're not, you're not very much older than I am. I don't even know if you are older than I am, (laughs) actually. Maybe just a tiny bit, but that's not it. It wasn't about your age. It's about your life experiences. And when I think of someone who takes the bull by the horn when it comes to life adventures and just says, you know what? I'm going to make my life what I want it to be. You come to mind. You You are my inspiration. You do things that I would never, ever do. But I think I would tr- like to try it. Might even be on my like bucket list just so I can say I did it. But like what? I would just me just say dive like in. What? What, what? What what's like, that? This is how it's really ridiculous and people are gonna probably laugh at this, but I don't like to eat by myself in public.
0: Okay.
3: Actually I think you there are a lot of people that don't like it. Yeah, to.
0: I I agree.
2: Do but you Janine, eat by yourself? In I public? do. I, I know do. you do. Yeah, I do. I, I've been I've I've been talking to you and you're like, Yeah, I'm out at, you know, the Citadel and I'm well, I not if have ever been to the Citadel, but I mean,
0: <laughs> you've so, been out
2: to a mall and you're eating by yourself. Yeah, I'll pull up I a would, chair at Panera yeah.
0: and just down that cheddar cheese soup.
2: It's no, fine. see, I would I would just wait till I was done shopping, take a to-go bag, get in my car. If I'm starving, I'll eat in the car or I'll just drive it home. So Janine, what's so, your take on dining alone? Is that something that...
3: I actually, you know, it's not something like I set out like, oh, I want to dine alone. But <laughs> like my mom said the same thing. She said, you know, when I was... Um, when I was suddenly single she's like well how, what do you do when you go out when I travel I said well I just bring a book with me like yeah. I bring a book I don't and it's great people watching depending on where you are you know yeah. Paris is like a great place to be alone and people watch and just sit there for hours well maybe so, if
2: I went to Paris I could eat go. by well, myself I that's have it. no problem with that I sat probably at a
3: corner cafe for like three hours and just I read and then I people watched and
0: that's fantastic so yeah. you found yourself uh divorced after being married for a couple decades a couple mm-hmm. kids the whole mm-hmm. bit and then you started a, a
3: blog yeah I, I just yeah I started the blog because first of all I like writing and um and a lot of people were just asking me about um like how could I be because I've pretty much been positive since I got divorced I wasn't gonna let it she change. was positive
2: before you're everything that you were before your divorce, but even turned up a notch. I think since the divorce, I would agree because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna let.
3: I wasn't gonna let his leaving define my life, the rest of my life. Right. So, so you. I understood. chose to. I one of the <clears throat> one of the books because people have asked people asked you know kind of was just asking how did you do it, like I'd read a lot of like have you read the book The Choice. By Dr. Edith Eger. No. She's a Holocaust survivor. And basically the bottom line, and I think in life, it's true. You have a choice. You can either be bitter and icky and just, it doesn't do anything except ruin your life. Yeah. So I just chose to go on and do the things that I was planning on doing anyway, which is travel and
2: and live at the beach. And <laughs> So that's the part where I'm just fascinated by it. Not because... It, I think no matter what, and maybe you couldn't have done it if you weren't divorced, but even before the divorce, she was an independent woman, very independent. Yes. And I think could have been the beginning of the end of why I'm divorced because P- I am he, very independent. He couldn't hang with that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other pod. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just think that her spirit of adventure and her positivity have been the driving force behind the woman that she is. So she you have a blog. What's the blog called? My View Through Rose Colored Glasses. And again, if I had a blog, it wouldn't be called that because she's a super positive person. and
3: it's kind of a long name to tell people, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a great one. And, and you chose that why?
3: Actually, I was... Uh, I went on a solo trip the April after uh, my ex has and he moved out. I just went because I thought, I need to go somewhere by myself to figure out what the hell I want to do and I went to Paris by myself and I had I watched um, Amelie Mm -hmm. and some I always watch like to get hyped for their trip and you know that gnome that was in Amelie Mm -hmm. she takes it everywhere yes I have these little red glasses that I was I, I was asking some friends I need something to bring that I could put in everything and my friend said uh, what about your glasses? You could those are that's like your view through rose colored glasses. And I thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> blog named
0: so your blog that when you blog onto it, I've seen it, and yeah. it's it's photo as well as writing, but it's photos of those rose colored glasses with like mm-hmm. the Eiffel Tower in the background. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Super yeah. inspirational. Yeah. So you started traveling more. Yeah. And what. Uh, What's the most interesting place that you've been? I know they're all interesting, but is there something by myself?
3: That... Sure. um well, for different reasons, I love Paris just because I could walk forever, yeah. in Paris yeah, um Ireland because I met I met all my my new family I met a bunch of family there, oh, the like extended family like real yeah. family members. Oh yeah, <gasps> that I didn't know about that that they contacted that's a whole other yeah. different thing, but they yeah. contacted me through ancestry. No.
2: And I went over there and met all of them and it was awesome. The thing that's fascinating to oh. me and the thing that is just like, it's it's not on a bucket list, but I have these dreams. I used to have it a lot when the kids were little and I just was like, I got to get out of here. Like, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm going to take one suitcase and I'm going to pack like a toothbrush and some, you know, ba- a bathing suit and a couple pieces of cover ups and I'm just going to hit the road and I'm not telling anybody where I go and it's just going to be me, myself and I. I've never done that. And Janine travels by herself to Paris. Like, I remember when she went and we have mutual friends and we were talking about, like, she just went by herself. Like, I know a lot of people thought I was crazy. She's going to be okay. (laughs) Like, not that she couldn't take care of herself, but, you know, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, seedy side of the town or anything in Paris, but it's still just the whole idea that she's divorced, she's by herself, you know, what is she doing by herself in Paris? And not only did she do that, but since then, part of her blog and part of her thing is she's, she, you love traveling. Oh, yeah. I love to travel. And what is the, what is the feeling uh, and the experience when you're by yourself? Explain that. What is that? Is I there freedom in that? Me,
3: well, there's, well, it depends on the place. Mo, I would say for the most part, it's more fun traveling with other people because right. you get to share all the experiences and everything else. But when I go to by myself, like this one to Nantucket. I just went to Net for three days. I can walk as long as I want and not worry about somebody else, you know, not being getting able tired. to walk. Getting tired. Or um, I had different, definite places I wanted to go, certain restaurants. And, you know, you don't have to confer with anybody about it. And um, And it also makes you, like if I was with somebody, we probably wouldn't sit at the bar, at the bar stools. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm by myself, that way I can talk to the... Bartender, or who's ever at the stool, you know, across from you. It's just, it's an easy way to talk to people.
0: And food is an enormous part of your travel.
3: Oh, it's probably, yeah, every every day is a. Sometimes I feel like all I do is eat my way through. But you're looking
0: for, like, you are looking for the food experience. I don't mean to say, oh, she eats three squares a day when she's in Paris, but you're looking for the experience of food in a foreign country. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And do you research that before you go? Or do you kind of let it happen? Sometimes.
3: Uh, I research stuff ad nauseum sometimes, and you think it would be, you think it would be that it's wasn't um, like it's not spontaneous enough. Yeah. But I research the places I want to go. Not necessarily I'm going to absolutely go to that restaurant, right. but I want to have a bunch of choices. And I usually use Pinterest as the planning tool. Oh. And you just pin all this because you read stuff in magazines and you read stuff in the New York Times and you read stuff. And so every time I find something, I put it in that, I put it in my, that fire. that board, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. that board is. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to experience the food places. And I think that's one of the things that makes each place different. Like, obviously, I had to have a lobster roll when I was in Nantucket and <laughs> lobster in general, you know, every place has their own thing. Yeah. So
0: does it tell you about the culture or about the? community or is it more just the experience of this is sort of what they I think it's just the experience and
3: different just being open to different kinds of food sure um I was married when I went to Hungary but I never would have probably like chicken paprikash or uh chicken with no kedley there's things like that that I think that are from there that I've tried to recreate after I came back, and it's just different because it's when they make it there. Exactly. Know? Yeah. it's yeah. Have you ever been to Scotland? Is that any? Have you I've only been there uh, with I call him the husband as opposed to the ex husband because <laughs> it, it seems nicer. Husband. Um, so, <laughs> so I great. did go to the husband. I've not waspind. heard that before, and I like it. Mm-hmm. I went well because I thought ex husband seems so mean, and I don't. I don't hate him. No. Um. uh So when I we went to Scotland because he. Drank scotch. Yeah. So we went to all the... <laughs> so I took... I was the designated driver and I drove him to all the different... Perfect. Little... That was Whiskey tasting. Or not... No. The scotch, scotch tasting. tasting. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. That but we did go to... um, Not... To Edinburgh. Yeah. To the castle and stuff for sure, one day. But sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What? Of all your travels so haggis far... have haggis too. That's Ooh. what I was going to ask. Was it, I didn't no. know. Haggis. I did. Oh. Tell everybody what haggis is, just in case don't, they don't know. Don't,
3: to me, it's just, I, I know it's uh, internal organs, I think, that are mashed up. And it, to me, it looks it looks a little bit like dog food. I'm sorry about to the Scottish people.
0: No, it is.
2: We're it big is in true. Scotland, so it might offend them. <laughs> well, lots, <laughs> lots of listeners in yeah. Scotland. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be you offended. just offended yeah. them all. I don't yeah. even know if they like it. <laughs> I know. It's a tough yeah. one. It's kind of like Vegemite. When you yeah, go down, you yeah. know down under. I be- tried to like that too. No, it's yeah. it's not good. But you still yeah. still try it. You, you still try. it. You, know? it. That's you have the point. to try it. Yeah. Um, of all the places you've gone so far, what is your favorite place to be? Pretty much New York. New York. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> all the places in the world so far, New York is still your favorite. Well,
3: it would be a close second with Ireland. Now that I have so much family over there, and I just got my dual citizenship. What? Two <laughs> weeks ago. <gasps>
2: Wow! Can you speak with an accent? Not really. No, no. <laughs> I would. I'd
3: have to really listen to the accent to when you're with to, them.
2: Do you start picking it up? I, um,
3: no, I don't think so. That's a difficult
2: to, language. I mean, they're speaking in English, but they're that that well,
3: especially the West where I'm from. That the West is a definitely heavy has duty. A heavy accent. accent. My friends in Dublin do not have as much of an accent. Wow! But, Dual citizenship. Yeah. What is that going to? Why'd you do that? Um. Just because I could. My, three of my four grandparents were born there. Wow. And um, now I have a, I'll have have a European passport. So I could work over there. I could buy, you know, if I wanted to. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But it was just something. And Options. that's how I actually how I met all the people that I met. Because I went on Ancestry. And they found me through that. Wow. Did you yeah. expect to find people in, in that lineage? Like from there? I, I assumed my grandparents, I they I was eight when they died, so I didn't really know them, right. but I assumed that there would be somebody. I didn't realize he had, I think, six brothers and sisters.
1: And your mom grandpa. didn't tell
3: you about that. Um, no, because we didn't really talk about them, and they were not. They were people that came to the United States. Um. Not, they didn't go back to Ireland very often.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, it so wasn't they left like it they behind. Yeah, pretty much, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was very cool, and it's... It is cool. The west of Ireland is the most gorgeous place, so it's a close second, but New York's closer, and my son lives there, so... Yeah. And, yeah, I could spend all kinds of time in New York.
2: Yeah, Janine did something interesting, and and I wanted to do it, but then they changed the rules over in New York, where you rented an apartment for a long period of time, didn't Mm -hmm. you? Well... For a week, two weeks. Oh, I yeah. thought, well, we talked about this when they you first started doing it. And one of the things that instead of going and getting a hotel, you could rent an apartment like, mm-hmm. and I thought, I, on my bucket list, I was like, I want to live in New York for like six months. Me too. Because I still want to do that. I would love to do that where you have a short term lease and then you just, you, you utilize that and then you can go to all the museums, come back. For two or three days, just hang out in your house. Yeah. You have a doorman. I would love that. A yeah. I want a doorman. Dee Dee's dream, a doorman. I, do, I really do. You could have one in Orange County You know, there's places. Really? <laughs> but it's not the same. Yeah. It's definitely not the same. <laughs> but they changed the rules where you can't do that now, I guess. I don't well, know. Well,
3: no, you can do it for 30 days. Oh, I at 30 think. days? Yeah. I mean, Airbnb. You mm-hmm. can still do Airbnbs. Oh, you can? Yeah. I mean, the hotel lobby was very big on trying to get that not to happen, but... They weren't very successful. You can still do it. I would love to do that. Especially
0: now. I feel like there's been a great exodus out of New York City. Oh, yeah. And if you want a place to stay, you're going to be able to find it. Maybe this is my chance. This is your chance This is my chance to live in Manhattan. As long as you're giving um, some food recommendations, what's your favorite restaurant in New York City? Oh,
3: gosh. That's hard. It's Um, a tough one. I kind of tend to go to the same place. I love uh, McNally's restaurants, which are pastis and uh mineta tavern i actually haven't been to mineta tavern but it's on my list um they're very i think i just like french bistros okay. like in paris my favorite place is on the Ile de la Cite. it's just this corner place and the mcna and keith mcnally's restaurants are very similar to that you know the cracked mirrors and the whole so it's an ambiance yeah mm. um but yeah I, There's so many restaurants there. Do
0: you ever make your way down to Little Italy? Or is that not really your jam?
3: Not really. Okay. Yeah. So you're going for... Oh, there is one place, but I do go every time I go. Which is Empire Szechuan on the Upper West Side Mm -hmm. and get their um, sesame noodles. It's like just sesame noodles, but these are... Next level? Sometimes I t- I've actually gone and taken the- them on the plane.
0: The to take noodles. them home? I'm going to need these to go yeah. double wrap. Right. Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> that's so good. so great. So on,
2: uh, that's your favorite. On your bucket list to go to, what's your next? If you could go to one more place before you die, where is it a must that you need to go now? Next. I re- well, I
3: really want to go to Barcelona mm. and... I'd like to go to the Mediterranean. I never really have been like Croatia and split and all and down to the Dubrovnik and and the Greek Isles. mm -hmm. But those are those are probably
2: the the next. Yeah. The next place to go.
3: I mean, I think next summer I'll spend I think I'm going to spend most of the summer in Ireland. I'm going to rent a place and super fun.
2: Would you ever buy a place there? I don't know
3: I think about it and then I think yeah but why do I need that I could rent the same place every year like people do on Balboa Island right the same place and so I don't know my cousin asked me that as soon as I told him I had he said when are you buying a place over here like (laughs) not anytime soon (laughs) yeah yeah
0: when you I can't help but think about Anthony Bourdain when you're talking about travel and and eating and with the people and everything was did you did you watch your show or were you a fan
3: was oh a, yeah, I loved yeah. his show. Yeah, I was so sad when that I know. Happened. I, I went yeah. I was going to go to the um last Friday when it came out the documentary came out last Friday. I was going to um, go to the movie theaters but I just didn't. I thought I'll wait till I can watch it at home. Right.
0: So I loved his experiences going to really high-end places and then sitting down with just the people yeah. and eating yeah. whatever they eat. Yep. Have you been yeah. able to sort of mimic that experience at all?
3: Yeah, that's the one of the Um, one of the things I try to do when I go to places is do a thing. There's a thing called eat with, eatwith.com. Oh, that I've done it. I think three times, maybe four, I don't know. Um, where it used to be when it started, it was like chefs who were up and, you know, they were just, they graduated from culinary school and they Mm. wanted to have a bunch of people over their house. So Mm. the first place I went in Brooklyn was like 13 courses and it was just, table set up and super long table at this loft and it was fun yeah and you just meet and you sit at a big table with a bunch of strangers super what? fun sounds great to me <laughs> well, yes you, you we, would do that yeah for sure yeah you oh my just... god it's so fun and then when i went to paris one of the ones there now that was a chef you know who yeah. that that one in brooklyn right the one in paris was in a houseman building and i've always wanted to see what a houseman building looks like on the inside because they have like you know 12 foot high ceilings and huge molding and and i went to that one but literally we were it was just uh it was me another couple from the united states and the host and she was like probably in her 70s she just you know made
2: like regular dinner so i can get behind eating with a chef and 14 course meal i know he's going to be a good cook i know that he's probably clean he's got his act together right like Not
3: necessarily but i know okay. i
2: like to think that way right, right. i think that he's got an a plus rating on his little whatever and you know the food administration has been there to make sure he's all good to go and but this eat with could be like you said you just went to a a random person's house mm-hmm. with another couple and Not only does that terrify me a bit because the stranger cooking for me might not be clean, but they also might not be a good cook. And then I'm stuck there or maybe I'm stuck there and there's some weird people with me and I've got to make conversation with them. I I was telling my husband that we were going to talk to you and Mm -hmm. and I was telling him we were going to talk about this and I told him about the experiences that you had a little bit about how you've gone and you'll go different (laughs) places and you could have this experience in some random person's house with random people you'll be eating with and I said would you ever do that he's like there's no way in hell I would ever do that hard pass and I thought I'm not sure if I could do it I mean but for
3: me it's a great thing when you travel by yourself because you can go to I mean think of it in if you went to a restaurant and you can sit at the bar and talk to people or you can sit at a table and people watch but how fun is it to go to somebody's house? First of all, you get to see somebody's house, a yeah. foreign place. When does that happen? Right, you never get to do that. And and it's just it's just a cool experience.
2: And you're probably eating real food that they would normally make for their families. Yeah. And and I do love that. When I go places, I like to ride the the transportation of the of the area, mm-hmm. subway, double decker, whatever it is. You want to do that. And I want to eat the food that the people are eating. So I guess that would be the way to go. Mm -hmm. I'm interested why Mm -hmm. someone on the other end would sign up for
0: that. Why would someone in, you know, Madrid, Spain sign up and go, I'm the come eat with me people. Come
3: eat with me. Are they wanting to show off their food? No, I'm actually thinking of doing it myself at my house on Balboa Island. Oh, my God. Because because of the lady in, in Paris, that it wasn't a gourmet thing. What was it? Just She just cooked dinner for us. And I got to see a Hausman building. And I think, who wouldn't want to go to Balboa Island? Go get a... And I I already thought, you know, I, I get vouchers so everybody for their dessert could go to... Banana. Oh, uh, get the... Frozen get banana. Frozen banana or something. Mm-hmm. But I thought how cool it would be to have eight people come from all over the world. Even if they, some of them are from... There's a bunch in L.A. you can go to, but really? it's not to show off because... It's not to show off your cooking. It's, it's just- more to share where you live. Like, I think the lady in the Hausman building was proud of the fact that, I mean, she had like these huge tapestries that went all the way up to the ceiling and it was just a cool place. So she was sharing what she had. Yes. And I think she lived alone. I think yeah. her husband had died and yeah. whatever. Right. And the people in New York are chefs and they wanted to experiment basically. I'm fine being thing. a guinea pig. Me too. Yeah.
0: With for food.
3: Right. And that and it was just in a loft. And yeah. I think you can get Eat With will certify you. I, I actually haven't looked at I've I've come up with some menus if I do decide to do it. I was gonna do it this summer but then COVID happened, so right. I, this was not but I'm thinking maybe next summer. I Depending do. on if I spend the time in Ireland or not. Right. Never. That's true. It does, the very, very dark side of
0: me, which isn't that far from the surface, does make me go, how do I not go into some weird serial killer's house who's going to try and poison me? Yes. And all seven of us. The, the well, rest it's of like us.
3: anything else. There's reviews of their food. Oh, there is? Yeah. Because oh, okay. you sign up on Eat With, there's a picture of them. So you know who
2: you're seeing. Supposedly, it's that person. Yeah. You're talking to two people who love murder, and we love, like, you know, uh, true crime. So we have this weird, dark side to us that always looks at people like, hmm, you might be a murderer. But
0: I get the feeling that this Eat With app is kind of like an Uber app where you're like, knock, knock, knock. Hi, are you H- Jose? Hi, I'm Janine. Right. They give you the address when you buy it. Okay. And, uh, Oh, it's. A, I didn't even think about that part. You're purchasing a ticket for dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: So they're not just like, they're not just making
0: you
3: oh, food. it's not just a no. pop-up dinner like, uh, this Thursday at this time. No, you buy oh, a ticket. Okay.
2: And what does it uh, cost? I mean, I it think just like a random seventy bucks. Okay.
3: Something okay. some some of them are cheaper than that. Some are more expensive. And is the menu pre-posted? Is it like we're gonna have lamb uh-huh. shank? Yeah. In fact, okay. there's like some in L.A. that, um, like you can do a Mediterranean brunch or a met. You know, it's the same person that offers oh. three different things on their rooftop. You know. Of their, their apartment building. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Have you been to a local one? I have not. Okay. I keep looking at the ones in L.A., but I think hmm, there's a few in Malibu that look mm-hmm. like they'd be fun. Just to see the insides
0: of people's homes. Something you never get to see when you're on vacation or just, you know. Well, that's,
2: yeah. It's totally cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to the idea. Okay. If I could get past the, they might not have a clean kitchen and then go to... They might kill me. If mm-hmm. I can get past all of that, have you had
0: anything but positive experiences at these? All positive. All positive. All
3: po- in fact, the one that we went to in New York, we, I actually got a couple people's names. We never contacted each other, but we sent each other's pictures afterwards and, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, and I like meeting strangers. Strangers.
0: Yeah. There was a thing in in Kauai that my husband and I used to go to all the time. Much the same except for it was... There was a guy who owned a food truck and then he'd have twice a week a family-style dinner outside. Right. And you got what, what you he got. was serving and this is what's in yeah. this is what's in season bring your own wine otherwise uh-huh. you get water and here it is and the chef would come out and go okay here now we've got this appetizer and it's this bleed blah, blah from this tarot right. field and blah blah yeah but you of course you're sitting same with, idea same only, thing
3: have you heard of outstanding in the field Mm-mm. no oh my gosh that what's one sells that? out super quick
0: What's outstanding in the that field? one's
3: about now it's like 250 to 300 dollars a person but it's a it's this guy that started it, and it's a big truck that um, it's, it's farm dinners on farms or in vineyards, and they're super long tables. Yes. We went to one up at an apple orchard, and we got there at 6, and we didn't leave till 11.30. No. That's and we great. sat across from the guy who they had done it at his farm the week before. He owned a place in Devil's Gulch. That he supplied all the rabbits to the in, to all the restaurants in San Francisco. Sure. See, so, like we talked to him for a long time, and it's yeah, I mean like long. Literally, he has one. He has one that's um, on the beach in Half Moon Bay. That oh it's, wow, uh, secret cove. That yeah. one's like three hundred bucks a piece, I think.
0: Oh, but worth but, it. I mean, just the setting, and then <clears throat> who are the interesting yeah. people that go to that? You know, it's... Yeah. We, the last time we did this before COVID shut down, my husband was seated across from a Harvard professor who he made best friends with, the most yeah. fascinating human yeah. who's ever existed. And I was seated next to a guy who con- called himself an artist who lived mm-hmm. out in Palm Desert, but it turns out he was just a hoarder. Oh. So this is who you get. This <laughs> right. is the, but this how, is,
3: how cool. That, what's the stuff you remember about your trips? Yes. That's what you I'll remember. I'll never forget the Hausman building. Never. I mean, I've been, and I've been to Paris a few times, quite a few times. I'll never forget that, you know, the, what's the, you know, just this interesting, I try to do those or pop up dinner, something different whenever I go somewhere. I tried to find one in Nantucket. And, I was just going to ask that. You can. find In me. fact, I even emailed, I go pretty far to try to find it. I, I emailed the local paper and asked the editor if there's some place, they didn't have anything like that. But I thought, okay, see. I
2: should start one on Nantucket. You could. <laughs> One summer, just go there and rent a place and mm-hmm. start it there. This is why I wanted to talk to you because this gets me motivated right. to be more open-minded to venturing out past. I mean, one of the reasons I do love to travel and run the reasons that my family never traveled when I was growing up. We mm-hmm. just didn't do anything. I mean, we went to San Diego, right? Or we went to Hawaii once. And I wanted to instill in my kids a sense of adventure. And I wanted them to know that, you know, it, it when you open up your experiences, it opens up your mind so that you can see people differently. and Because not everybody is like us, right? right. Which is hard to believe in, in the U.S. <laughs> that everyone isn't just like us as, you know, American citizens. But it, it just gives you a, a sense of Belonging to a bigger picture as well. And that's what I loved about this whole idea of what you do. Number one, traveling on your own seems liberating to me as a woman especially. It's liberating, but
3: it's also the people that say that they could never do it. I think, well, you're just, you're like holding yourself back. Yes. I see where you might not, because you have a husband and you you would travel together. But if you don't, I would never... Um I would never not let myself experience stuff because of fear. Mm.
0: See, I love that. That's so great. That's empowering. What what would you say to people who are, well, I'm divorced now and I you know, I would love to travel but I'm just I just can't do it alone. What what would your advice be to someone like that?
3: Just to go for it. If you I guess too, I research stuff so much that in researching it, you know, um I don't I, when I leave wherever I am, say I'm in a. I'm always in an Airbnb, I almost never stay in a hotel. Really, <clears throat> but I figure out, like, say, where this restaurant is I want to go. All these different places that I want to know about. And then from there, it allows you just to wander because you know how to get back. Right. Because yeah. if you don't do it, then you're spending half the time you're there. You know, some people would say, oh, you research so much that it takes the spontaneity. I think it's the opposite. I research the places I want to definitely hit. And then it leaves me the rest of the time to wander. Exactly.
2: And you, you might hit something places. on the way there that's even better. Right. Totally. When you sit in an Uber or a car or a taxi, you're stuck. But when you're walking oh yeah, and you're experiencing it like boots on the ground, literally, mm-hmm. you get to experience what it feels like to live there or to be a citizen of that, of that area.
0: Yeah, totally. I would never think to go to a foreign country and stare, stay in an Airbnb.
3: You've... I've only stayed in Airbnbs Airbnb, the... almost exclusively. Why? Uh, it started when we went to show my daughter colleges, and she's 31 now, so a while ago. Um, we got a place in Boston, and it, and it had a bedroom. And I realized, oh, wait, this is so much better. I just did because it was cheaper at the time. But you don't have to get, you know, two hotel rooms, whatever. From then on, we I never, st- because somebody could watch TV. Somebody else could be in the bedroom. You get up in the morning and make your own coffee. I'm not a breakfast person, so I don't care if I ever go out to breakfast. But I can get up and make myself coffee. I can sit out and just take a leisurely morning. Where is it with you in a hotel who wants to hang out in the hotel? Right. So, you've never had like a cuz <clears throat> all I can focus on of course is the creep <laughs>
0: the creepy experiences that people have in Airbnbs and that's just not been the case for you to a point where you're... No, but
3: I also don't I look at the reviews. Okay. Of all every place I've ever stayed. Right.
0: So and you have to do research.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't just take any place and I probably wouldn't take a place where it was a, you know, some older guy that lives alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's I, but, like, oh. but I y- there's so many places out there. You have such a variety of places to choose from. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just one of the things <clears throat> I do is, I got caught in Montreal where I it was late and I, my phone didn't work, and I was trying to get an, into an Airbnb, and I I literally had to ask this guy on the street if I could use his phone and. I did, and the guy was down the street eating dinner or something, so he came and he let me in. But from then on, I would take uh, screenshots of how to get back to wherever I'm staying on my... Because you might not have, um, you might not have Wi-Fi or whatever, satellite, whatever you are. Ability to access so them out. So if you do it before, like mm-hmm. this is where I'm staying and this is where the restaurant is that I want to go. How my, I, I did that in London. and. I still got lost but I but it helped me get know which line to take which you know that's part of the planning ahead. Right. I don't think people think about that because
0: your phone's always going to work. That's what you assume and it does not. It right. will give it will it will completely give up on you when it when you need it the most. It's not the least it's not the most loyal of friends. Right. So yeah, that's a good idea to just like screenshot everything cuz a lot of times you don't think about I'm leaving my hotel or my Airbnb just to wander around or just to go specifically to this restaurant, I truly don't know how to get back.
3: Right. Yeah. And when I was in London and I was on the tube, I thought, okay, I need to know exactly which, because I was staying out in the Shoreditch area. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I have to figure out how to get back here because it's going to be dark because it was Christmas time. Do you ever get worried about that kind of thing? <laughs> uh, that was actually the first time that I was a little worried, like, okay. I figured out, I got off the subway, but I in mean, the, the tube. But I went the wrong way, and I wandered around for about an hour. But, but I, I don't know. I just kind of figured, oh, I'll find it. <laughs> Eventually, I'll come upon it, or I'll And I I'll, did. Yeah. And that was the only time that I was like, because my phone
2: had died, too. Again, that gives me anxiety. And I've, I'm directionally challenged. I don't find my way. I get lost still here. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I can just, but I have a car now that is smart enough to tell me where to go. So I don't even think about it anymore, right? But that would make me nervous. Backup charger. you got to have that backup charger. The backup yes. charger is a good idea. At all I, times. I
3: still have a little one, but it doesn't charge that great. So
2: mm-hmm. read the reviews. Do your homework. Yeah. Bring a backup battery or two. <laughs> yes. And take screenshots of just everything. in case
3: just so you know what stop to get off on the subway or the tube or wherever you're and and, and travel
2: stop. the way the people around you are traveling so you can get the whole experience and take a chance on eating out in different places yeah so one of the reasons again more of a reason I wanted to talk to you is because a few weeks ago we did a, I know. Um, a, I, mm-hmm. a, a pod on what happened to Sunday dinner and you know I love eating. All of us love eating. And and one of the reasons I love eating and I love Sunday dinner is because it forces my family and it forces me even to take the time to prepare a meal with love. Sometimes it's less love than others, but Mm -hmm. it's a meal and everybody can come together at the table and break bread and literally have this experience that forces us to do that. Mm -hmm. And you have you have been the OG of this. I mean, our kids grew up together. Her kids are a little bit older than mine, but we've had mutual friends. And so over the years, I mean, number one, she's an awesome cook. Janine. You're kind. No, she really (laughs) does. When you look at her blog, she's got Foodie Fridays and Motivational Mondays. Those are... You can definitely count on that. And sprinkled in there is all of this travel stuff and book reviews because you're a big reader as well. Yeah, I have to do a book review. I haven't done one of those in a while. (laughs) Yeah, but she's a pretty prolific reader and she's great. And her recommends are right on. They're very good. I've read many of your recommends and Mm -hmm. they're right on. But one of the things that you did when our kids were in, in high school and the boys were playing lacrosse specifically is that you used to have a tradition. And we mentioned this on our podcast but tell us about what you started and why pizza monday um i started it growing
3: up my we'd always have steak on sundays and on mondays we'd have french dip sandwiches with the leftover steak for monday night football so in and i love football so we got my kids got to an age where i needed to come up with something so i could just make it you know make and then and then i could sit down and watch the whole monday night football so i just started it and basically throw a bunch of throw a bunch of uh dough on the counter a bunch of toppings a bunch of thi- and everybody makes their own yeah when i have a lot of people i have three paddles going but uh-huh. all the kids know like all of austin and taylor's friends those my kids um knew you know this is how you do it you yeah. do this this you walk yourself around the table then you take it out to the barbecue and and i've done it pretty much except for every once in a while i you know during the divorce or whatever yeah. i didn't have it but for the most part almost every monday even when i'm traveling i find a pizza somewhere on a monday oh for yourself just to just to post it online oh that's <laughs> so great and but you basically everybody makes their own pizza mm-hmm. and uh and i get to and the whole point was i got to sit down and watch football and then they would all make their pizzas sometimes there'd be 20 kids over and sometimes there'd be you know just us right the four of us but the neighbors started coming and (laughs) uh and yeah and my kids do it now oh they do in their own homes I'm actually that's where I go every Monday to my daughter's house and I just came back from New York and I did pizza Monday there yeah and they everybody we all have kind of hashtags now I have mine's just hashtag Pizza Monday mm-hmm. my son and daughter-in-law is Pizza Monday BK for Brooklyn they now have one F.I. for Fire Island because they bought a house on um, Fire Island oh cool um, another friend of theirs who lives here um, is he still does it with he does it with his family but his is on Sundays yep. and his now fiance uh, made Shirts and like uh, like a thing that says side gate pizza. Oh, so he has his own the thing. Side gate. Somebody else, so all of their friends have do started their this their pizza Mondays. That's so
2: cool. So yeah. we kind of did a little, we paid homage to this whole idea mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. We have a pizza oven now in the backyard. Wow. And it's a commitment, it nice. is a commitment, but it was really cool. I mean, we went to New Zealand, and that was one of the things that was again we went to New Zealand and we ate we were with friends and so we went to their family's houses and they do these brick oven type of deals out there and they're big Mm -hmm. like it's a big one it's like they made it with mud and chicken wire and Mm -hmm. they they made their own they didn't go and buy something and stick it in there they did it and he could fit like six pizzas good sized pizzas personal pan but personal sized pizzas and he had a pizza tax right so he would make your pizza for you but The tax was he got a slice of everybody's pizza because he wanted to, you know, try it. So my husband last night and Ann was over last night and it was, it went, it went okay. The pizza was delicious. I thought most of the pizza tasted great, but we had a learning curve. We're going to have to dial it in and figure out how to get it really kind of in, in places like everyone needs to learn how to roll theirs out. And we, we just need to have, we need to get a system down.
3: Yeah. Well, my kids, when they, my daughter had her youth group from our temple over once i made all the little pizzas and then they just you know put stuff on them but for the most part everybody knows to how to roll out their own dough and
2: right yeah it just finding the space on your counter we had like 14 people yep. so it was kind of a lot for our first try but right. it only takes three minutes to cook it right there on the stone and yeah. it was so good the pizza do you make your own dough no oh good neither do oh, so you we. just like keep I get it from, simple smarty oh,
3: it's completely It's completely easy. That's why I did it too. Yeah. You know, some people say, oh, they'd come in. Oh my God, I'm sorry. It's such a mess. Yeah. But really, it's not. Because you take the trash can, you put it under the lip of the thing. (laughs) Everything goes in the Pizza Monday drawer. Um, Even my grandkids now. Have a Pizza Monday. Yeah. And they help put all the stuff on the counter. And and then all the dough gets refrozen every week. Whatever's left over. You can freeze it. uh Uh-huh. From Clara's. Yeah. Is that where you are um, getting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or or, or Trader, 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 Joe's. Trader Joe's. Yeah, um, but oh yeah, I refree. I I'd buy like five at a time. Mm. Leave them on the counter. Whatever's left over, stick it in the freezer, and it comes out. Every do you put week. it Different. out? Or do
2: you put it out early enough to get it to be room temperature? Oh yeah,
3: I I used to take it out literally first thing in the morning before I go to work. Yeah, and just leave it there all day, and it'll thaw. And it's actually easier to work with than the fresh dough. Mm. Oh, because it's got the little fresh dough has very elastic and shrinks back. Yeah. When it's frozen and re thawed, it's so much easier to get a decent sized pizza and it's I get mine super thin.
2: You do. Yeah. So I love the idea. So we did it. And I can see that it'd be a tradition, you know, having people bring their own toppings, experimenting with it, everybody sharing it. We were all inter, you know, in with each other doing it. So uh-huh. it was, inter, you know, we were all intertwined in what we were doing. And when we were just sitting there waiting for Denise to serve somebody something or, you know, mm-hmm. see how it was, everyone kind of got their own thing. And I kind of dug it.
3: Yeah. You know, some people might not like the idea that, like, I don't put everything in bowls. There's a big bag of cheese, cheese from Costco. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> sticks their hand in there. And I'm just not that. I don't care. Right. I mean, you know, for the caramelized onions there's a fork that you can put it in Ooh, there. Caramelized but, onions. Oh. And fried uh garlic chips. Oh, you what? do it really slow for like thirty minutes. Super thin and oh. super low. And they're literally like chips. Like that you get kinda of sometimes on sushi. Yes. Yeah, that's oh. I asked a sushi chef how to make it. Once. How, how do you do that? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Super low. Takes about twenty minutes to sometimes half an hour and caramelized onions. I actually have right now, because I had leftover cheese, I have brie and cambozola, and some gruyere that I'm bringing over.
2: Really? And you'll just use anything like that? Anything. Oh. Mm-mm. But really what it de- did, and I've ha- we've had a lot of comments from people who have listened to that, that have been inspired to bring back meals together. And I think that everything that we've talked about today specifically going and traveling finding a place to eat with others whether it be the bar and you're talking to strangers or you're in somebody's home because you did it with the you know online we meal or what is it called eat with we eat yeah. with
0: <laughs> we meal i think we should rename it we meal maybe that's what
2: we start here <laughs> that's it um, mm-hmm. but you know you eat with somebody else that you didn't know and you have this experience that you know years later those are the re- experiences that you remember and again right. My, my mantra is, and my tag for everything is, life's about relationships. Mm-hmm. And when re- you really come down to everything we've talked about today, it is really about the relationship. I mean, you've found a relationship with yourself mm-hmm. because you have decided, my life is enough to make me happy, and I'm going to make sure that I have a good life, and I'm the only one that can do that. Um, right.
3: To everything. But I think everybody should have that.
2: I know it's just (laughs) it's it sounds like it should be that way it's always
3: gonna be enhanced by other people right But you should
2: always be comfortable with yourself in your own company the relationship you have with yourself I think is probably well it is the most important one in in the in the little book that I'm I've got written in my head is that's it it but then you go to your family and you've managed to bring your family together through pizza Which is pretty simple, but again, you're starting traditions and your grandkids know, and I mean, Pizza Monday, listen, Pizza Monday, it's not about the food. It was about the experiences you've had over the years with the family and the friends that you've brought into that. And look at me, it influenced me enough that years later, I was thinking about that as everything I've done with my kids, and Sunday dinner specifically, have been because I watched you mentor that.
3: Well, and people with younger kids, like when my kids were in high school, I mean they weren't younger when I started but I have these thing called table topics you have that little cube of yes things. yeah okay put that in the middle of the thing and I'd be cleaning up which doesn't take anything you put everything in the <laughs> pizza Monday drawer but I'd be cleaning up and oh it's good to be a fly on the wall when they were reading what what would your favorite they do it to each other mm. while I'm cleaning up and
2: you got to hear it oh it's the you're best. in it mm-hmm. yeah that is mm-hmm. awesome that is awesome yeah. so we are inspired I'm I'm not ready to travel yet by myself, but I am definitely. I'm thinking maybe we, when we go somewhere, we should maybe if we went to Vegas because we're going to Vegas at the end of August. Would we be brave enough to look for a we eat somewhere? No, eat, eat, with. eat, with. eat
3: with. That's the other thing. Go with other people. You don't have to go by yourself. I happen right. to go by myself because I travel. But the one in, in Brooklyn, I didn't go by myself. I w- I was traveling with a friend. Okay, and you so. both went.
2: What yeah. if we did yeah. an eat with in Vegas? I mean, well, we do love. We'll some... talk
3: about that later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Vegas is the place I want to start with my eat with. Nothing against Vegas, we love you,
2: but it, it is a little sketchy lot of sometimes got a lot
0: of great food choices I was just, just at the restaurant. They, they have really, really delicious restaurants. restaurants. Really we don't
2: gamble, food. but we shop and we eat. We eat like we love and that. They have good, good food. They have really such good do. food. They so, really so. do. Yeah. So everything, every time we end one of our podcasts with a guest specifically, we ask them to give us a tag or something that is their mantra. And I know pizza could be your mantra or travel could be it, but what, what is something that has been the driving force behind you or, or something that I, you
3: remember? I think the thing that I have on my email and the thing that I have at the end of my blog is that you cannot direct the wind, but you can adjust the sails because- I'd say, you know, stuff is going to happen in your life and you can either change the way you think about it or you, can, you know, I just think that's, you have to change the way you think about it if mm-hmm. you're going to get through it.
0: Right. Because the circumstances may not change, but right. your approach to the circumstances exactly. must. Yes. I love it. Janine, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad that we could have you Thanks in. for having me. Yeah. It's
2: really fun. You've inspired me.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah. Go, go eat with strangers. It's a good thing. It's We're a fun thing. We're going to. We're, we might not do it in Vegas, but we're going to do but it. We're going to do it. Thanks again, Janina. I'm Ann
0: Police, and I'm Denise Cooper. We are two average girls. We'll see you next time.
2: Two average girls. Episodes of Two Average Girls are free wherever you
0: get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page
2: so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aidan Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for two average girls is by Jason Fries.